I'm Wayne, and this is my Iron Maiden podcast. Sponsored by Palmer Violets, fragrant breath-freshening sweets for old people. This week, I'm looking at the song Prodigal Son, which is track eight on the Killers album. Now, last week, I looked at the title track, which was called Killers, of course, and I had the usual mix of comments about the show. After mentioning a few subways that led to roundabouts in Birmingham in the 1980s, I had a few people commenting on this, saying they were quite pleased that some of these places got a mention. Although, Paul Davis said that he was hoping that I would have done the top three, uh, because in previous episodes I have done lists like this. But, uh, yeah, I, I appreciate this and I agree. I should have done a list like this, but I felt that it might alienate some fans if I did this. I had some comments about Adrian Smith's story and, uh, yeah, I had a few concerns about it because uh, some said it was quite scary and uh, some were saying that maybe he should adjust the age range of his book because he said that it was aimed at children aged between 8 and 12 and it seemed to take quite a dark turn. Now, Uncle Steve, who does a podcast and has contributed before with some comments and poems, he loved it. He said that, He enjoyed the huge left turn the story took. Now, I think he's older than 12 years old. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure that you have to be 13 or over to legally produce a podcast, even in Texas. But anyway, let's see where Adrian Smith's book goes next. I had one comment on Twitter from someone called KJ Lawrence, and uh, it seemed that she described me as soporific. Now, I had to look this up in the dictionary, and apparently... It means sleep-inducing. Now, this doesn't sound like a compliment. And sometimes, when people comment online, they might not have typed that in because when you type on a phone, on a message or a tweet, often you just press send and and don't notice that auto-text has has put something else for you. So while that might be the case that she did mean this word, I think she may also have meant that I was so prolific and and maybe just auto-texted to the word soporific. Although maybe my voice does have hypnotic tendencies. I remember someone called Jen and she commented uh, after the album review show about my jigsaw commentary being quite soothing and and that perhaps I should look into this as a potential career development. So anyway, I'm looking at the song Prodigal Son and if you know Iron Maiden, you'll know that this is quite different to most of their other songs. To me, the introduction, it sounds like one of those cheesy American sitcoms from the 80s Uh, I can imagine a sort of screen with American actresses, I can't name any who would have been in these shows, but I can see them grinning and having like a freeze frame as 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 the action stops and then the actor's name comes up in some dated font. But this isn't what Iron Maiden's all about to me. It's got a strummy sound, which I think means it might be acoustic, but there's a groovy bass line underneath it all, which, which makes it more interesting. It's quite mature sounding, the overall mix. Um, you can tell that from the beginning because it goes on a bit. It's not quite an intro, but more like an instrumental version of all the main parts of the song that's going to follow. They do this sort of thing in stage musicals. They sort of preview parts from the songs that you're going to hear later. This is called an overture. So Prodigal Son begins with an overture. And I don't think anyone's ever said that before. On that theme... I think, uh, yeah, maybe writing a stage musical for I Maiden is a good idea. Um, if I was going to do that, I wouldn't include this song, though. 
yeah, probably put my version of Transylvania in, uh, tie that in with the story somehow. And yeah, I'd, uh, think about putting the Wrathchild dance in. So already there's two good ideas. Um, so then maybe I'll think about this, the stage musical. Uh, yeah, I think I'll write that in my ideas scrapbook when I finish this show. And because I've said this on a podcast, incidentally, I've now got copyright of it. So if anyone does this after hearing my podcast, I will uh, not be very happy and do things. To me, the song sounded folky, um, but I didn't really know what folk meant and I didn't know about that sort of music, but it was what I imagined folk to sound like. But this may not be the case because just because someone has an acoustic guitar, it doesn't mean you're a protest singer. I imagine this sort of music uh, was sort of played around a campfire. I can sort of picture that. But then when I was on a camping trip later on with the Cub Scouts, nobody played this. There was a camp leader with a guitar, but no, he didn't bother. Um, But he should have done because nobody was paying attention to him and his traditional ditties. Trevor was there, just creating elaborate knots. And there was a boy called Richard Lucas, and he was just there laughing at his own farts. I imagine that people would pay him more attention if he'd played Prodigal Son. I did suggest it to him, but he ignored me. Perhaps it was too complex um, for him. So yeah, it's it's quite a soft mood, which is quite unusual for Iron Maiden, because even though they have slower songs, often they might have a big chorus to make it heavy, or to provide a contrast. As a boy, I thought it sounded like the Beatles might sound, and I imagine that this laid-back vibe might appeal to my mum, so I sometimes played this loudly when, when she was in the next room, ironing, or, or having a quiet chat with Fiona Gregory's dad. I thought she might like it, and then uh, see there's a, another sign to Iron Maiden. Uh, I, I imagine that she might come in and ask who it was, and then I could picture a surprised face when I told her it was Iron Maiden, and then uh, she'd become a fan, and then I could talk to her about the band and, and my feelings. But she never did. Paul Dano's voice sounds a bit different in this. And today, I know that he's using like a double-tracked effect um, and a slight delay on the vocal as well. And this double-tracking of a vocal gives an effect called chorus. So if I say, hello, I'm Wayne, and then I say, hello, I'm Wayne, if I put them together, it sounds like this. Hello, I'm Wayne. Maybe I'll deliver a podcast all the way through, double-tracking my vocal one day. I think I do have to make changes to keep the podcast fresh. And that's not a tip from podcasting for dummies. That's a tip from me because, you know, I do want to keep it fresh and and be quite innovative because there's no point doing the same thing all the time, is there? I've looked at the sound of the song, Prodigal Son, but let's have a look at the lyrics. There's a line in it that I really don't like. It says, I'm on my knees. Oh, help me, please. I think that's a lazy rhyme. Knees and please. That's probably their worst rhyme since Charlotte and Harlot. Um, yeah, I got quite annoyed at this. It seems a bit throwaway. Uh, I, I thought that as a boy. I, I might not have used the term throwaway. I might just use the term rubbish. But uh, that sort of line, it does sound like the Beatles. I think they used the word please in every song in, in the 1960s anyway. Maybe not the 70s. But yeah, maybe that's why I thought it sounded like them. There's this repeated word in the song, which is larmia. I might not pronounce that right. Uh, it says, Oh, Lamia, please try to help me. And when I looked on Google, it says that Lamia is a child-devouring sea monster from mythology um, linked to Zeus and Poseidon. 
I don't really know the link here. Um, anyway, whoever Lamia is, she's being asked to help him beat the curse from the devil. I say him, that could be Paul Diano or, or Steve Harris, who wrote the song. There are also Greek witches called Lamia, but I don't know if they're real or fiction. But then I suppose this is the same as with ancient myths. So what is real? And Trevor said that William Shakespeare isn't real, so, so why should I believe this? There's a nice break in the middle, which gives a bit of space for some solos. It's still a bit slow, though, so that makes it sound a bit proggy, which means prog rock. And we've already had folk, and now we've got prog rock. And uh, that's not really a hybrid that has an actual term in music. You hear these things like folktronica, or synthwave, or new gaze, which is basically two genres of music merged together to create some new buzzword. Maybe Prodigal Son is the only example of folk and prog rock in musical history. So I'm going to merge those words together and create frog rock, which Iron Maiden have clearly invented and they don't get credit for. I think Paul McCartney tried to jump on the bandwagon here with a single frog chorus, but journalists and academics didn't label this as frog rock at the time. They just cheered at this endearing escape from the problems at the time, like world poverty, the Cold War crisis, and the piling up of rubbish in the bins on the streets. I was pleased to get a message from Dennis Stratton this week. Hello, Wayne. Dennis Stratton here. Firstly, um, I'd like you to forget about the Ask Portiano thing that I mentioned. I heard him on the previous show confessing to the Mars Bar incident at the Drill Hall in Lincoln. I can't say I'm surprised at this news. It's still disappointing, though, and we know from your Charlotte the Harlot episode that a Mars bar was 15 pence in 1980, so I was 30 pence out of pocket. But I'm not going to go to the police. If you need another question for him, then maybe ask him why he plays Genghis Khan at his shows in his live set. As a solo artist, it seems a bit strange him playing an instrumental. I see you're on side two of the Killers album now, Wayne. Some old classics and some newer ones for me to listen to. I like the production more on this album, but that's quite a popular view. I never got to work with Martin Birch, with Iron Maiden. I feel he should get more praise. Oh, prodigal son, I think Adrian's solo is quite bluesy, which I like. I wrote him a letter congratulating him at the time, with some suggestions of some stage costumes. He never answered me, but I like to imagine him, his face all happy when he read it. I've been going out a bit more now. I stood at the bus stop the other day for half an hour. I didn't want to catch the bus, so I read the timetable and waved at some people. Then I went home and had a pie island. That's something I invented, Wayne. You put a pie on a plate and you pour baked beans around it. It's like an ocean of baked beans. You can do the same with peas, but that's a pie castle. You should try it. It adds a level of hubris to my tea time. Anyway, moustache. Speak soon, Dennis. The word prodigal was new to me, and it means wastefully extravagant and spending money or using resources recklessly. I can see a link here with Paul Diana and his image at the time, and, you know, he was uh, rumoured to be doing such things living excessively. I knew what the word son meant, of course, but when you put them together, they form a phrase which comes from a parable in the Bible. There's often biblical references in the songs of Iron Maiden, 
which is quite strange when you consider this is a band who've had accusations of being devil worshippers. A prodigal son is someone who returns home after being away, doing something that the family may not agree with. A bit like going away for a weekend, playing Dungeons and Dragons. In the Bible, it's not quite like this. They don't mention role-playing games. And the prodigal son just borrows some money off his dad and goes away and wastes it. But the point of this is that his dad forgives him. I think in my other examples, Paul Diano wasn't forgiven for his antics, although Steve Harris wasn't his dad. And I got told off when I came back from the great D&D weekender in 1988. It still gets mentioned by my mum, so I don't think I've been forgiven for this. I'm not sure why the song has this title. We've seen in the lyrics that he's asking Lamia to save him from something he's done. Perhaps this is the reckless behaviour. Even though I don't know who Lamia is, perhaps it could be a symbolic reference to drugs. Maybe Lamia is street slang for a drug. Prodigal Son is one of the few songs by Iron Maiden that has never been played live. This is quite interesting because I'm not sure that this was a new song for the Killers album. There's there's rumours that perhaps Steve Harris didn't write this. There are a few rumours around songwriting credits for that time. And the tone of the song, the lyrics, are quite different. But that doesn't mean it isn't Steve Harris. Some poets change their voice, don't they, for the the different poems they write. But uh, yeah, it wasn't performed live anyway. And I can see why, because it's it's just slow, isn't it? I don't know what Paul Diano would do on stage while this was being performed. Maybe just sway a bit. Now it's time for Dave Morey Fact of the Week. Dave Morey's birthday is the 23rd of December. That's two days before Christmas. When he was a boy, Dave Morey didn't like getting Christmas cards and birthday cards around the same time because he was never sure if he could open them or not. Because Christmas cards you can open early, but birthday cards you have to wait till it's your birthday. Even though he must have been very annoyed at this. There are no photographs of him as a boy looking upset about this which proves an earlier fact of the week. So there you go. Hope you enjoyed Dave Morey Fact of the Week. Right, I'm going to speak to Trevor now. Um, I've had a few negative comments about him in this last week or two, um, which you know, I might feed back. Um, but yeah, people are perhaps getting a bit fed up of him. Um, I see that uh, someone called Jay was very annoyed about Trevor's ranking of Toffee Crisp. Um, so yeah, that's 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 one. And I've had a few comments from Uncle Steve, which I know will annoy him, uh, because Uncle Steve is almost a rival poet. Um, but anyway, yeah, he says he's getting a bit big for his britches, which I believe is an American term for big for his boots. Uh, now, britches uh, are like jodpers, it appears, and I don't think Trevor owns any of those, um, which is quite a relief because uh, Equestrian was uh, in my Women in Uniform top five. Uh, you didn't hear that because I only did my top three in the show. And yeah, I think it was number four. So that's a quite a coincidence. Anyway, here's Trevor now. I'm just going to dial his number. Hi, Wayne. Hi, Trevor. How are you doing? I'm not so bad. It's uh, strange weather, isn't it? I've been sat in the shed making stuff. What have you, you been making? Some papier-mâché things. Okay, well, yeah, I know you've seen some of the negative things that have been said about you on Twitter or uh, other places. How do you feel about it? Well, people have got a right to say that, haven't they? Um... You know, comments on a chocolate bar, I'm not going to lose any sleep over that. Um, and as Oscar Wilde said, it's better to be talked about than not be talked about at all. So, yeah, if I'm getting a reaction, that that's a good thing. Okay, yeah, fair, fair point. 
So I'm talking about the song Prodigal Son. How do you feel about that one? Yeah, I'm not really keen on it, to be honest. Um, I don't feel it gets going. Even You know, it's quite long, isn't it? I'd have preferred Twilight Zone here. In fact, um, that was there, wasn't it, on the US release and on a later remaster. But I'm sure you've already mentioned that, Wayne. Um, no, I hadn't actually, but uh, yeah, it's a good point. Um, so you weren't too keen then? Well, it's it's a, a nice change, but with Iron Maiden, sometimes I just think, oh, I'll put one or two songs on. And I don't think I'd put this one on, on its own, out of context. I like listening to it within the Killers album. I think it's good in that way, but yeah, I suppose it's good to see them try something different though, isn't it? Because it's quite boring to stay the same. I remember I always used to wear black t-shirts, but now I've got some grey ones. Oh, yeah, very nice. I'll have to hope to see some of these soon. Hopefully we can we can meet face to face again. So have you got a poem for me this week? Yeah, yeah, I've got a poem. Um, I had, you remember the one last week for Killers? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was nice, uh, the Batty Nan. Yeah, that's right. I played the poem to her to show her it was on, on the podcast. Oh, well, you, you, oh, excellent. So you um you played her the whole podcast. Did she comment on anything I did? No, no, I only, only played the poem bit. Oh, okay. Well, I thought I thought we'd said about sharing it and, and like some sort of marketing. Uh, if you could share it with friends and family, that, that's a good thing because then more people hear it. Well, yeah, I, I didn't have too much time, though. I don't like to hang around the grave too long. Wayne? Oh, oh, it was that Nan. I thought it was the, the other, the other one. No, no, it was it was the dead one. Well, I'm sure in the poem, you, you, it was it was the present tense. You said something like she gives me sweets or makes me jam or something. Well, yeah, but I, I wrote it from the perspective of me being about eight years old. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry, sorry about that. I, I didn't realise. Sorry for what I said. May have seemed a bit insensitive, but yeah, I honestly didn't know. It's all right, Wayne. Anyway, here's one. Here's my new poem about prodigal son. It's no fun being a prodigal son for what I have done. I wrote lyrics on my pajamas in felt tip pen, and I'd do it again. All right, is is that it? Yeah, that's that's it, Wayne. I feel like there's not much to that. I I, I don't know. I, I... I've I thought before about poetry and and what it means, but I'm sorry, but I'm not not sure about that one. Well, it's it's got the emotions there, um, being an outcast, prodigal son, um, excessive behaviour, writing on my pajamas. It was uh, it was seen as naughty, and uh, although um, yeah, I was punished and, and not forgiven, um, a bit like some of your examples. I feel like it was an important part of my life and, you know, an act of rebellion. And I feel that there's a lot of emotion in that. Maybe, yeah, it's not in the words, but you know, underneath the meaning's there. What, so were, the, were the lyrics on your pyjamas, were they Iron Maiden ones? No, it was uh, High Fidelity by the Kids from Fame. Except I didn't know the song was called that and I thought it was High Penelope, so I wrote High Penelope all over my pyjamas, and yeah, got told off. They were Star Wars pyjamas. All right, well, fair enough. Well, it's, it's clearly a, an episode from your life that, that's important, and, and you've written poetry, so yeah, I suppose that's that's good, and, and yeah, I'm sorry for my initial reaction. Um, 
Anyway, next week we've got purgatory. Um, so, yeah, that's an interesting one. I, I don't know if there's any words that rhyme with purgatory without thinking about um, it. Conservatory. Okay, yeah. Well, that's fine. If you want to get a poem with a conservatory in it, then, uh, yeah, good luck. I'll, I'll speak to you next week. Okay, thanks, Wayne. Bye. Yeah, okay, well, that's Trevor. Um, I don't think the negative comments have got to him. Um, I think uh, he, he seems quite happy. I suppose he's not angling for a, a, a position on the, the album review show this week. That's good. Um, I probably will include him in a different way. As I said earlier, I want to make things a bit different. Uh, we're coming to the end of season two. I mean, it's quite scary. Just three more, well, no, two more songs and then the album review show uh, and then the Ask Paul Diano show. You can follow me on Twitter, at Wayne Maiden, and I'm also on Facebook, and I've got a Ko-Fi page. Um, that's ko-fi.com forward slash wimp, and I've got some bonus posts there. Um, there's also a bonus episode that I pulled up last week. In fact, I've got a few negative comments about that. Um, people concerned that I'm going behind a paywall, and I'm selling out. Um, but no, I'll just put an extra episode up just to say thank you for those who have given a tip or you know supported the show. There's no pressure on that. It was a, an episode about Live at the Rainbow VHS. And if you heard that, I hope you enjoyed it. If you didn't, we well, you know where it is. I mentioned the Paul Diano episode. I had a comment from Shakespeare's sister saying, we've not had Paul Diano for the last few episodes, so uh, is he still around? And is there any point in asking a question? Will there definitely be an episode? Well, you may remember I, I did mention it to him and he did say he would be around. He actually got quite choked at the idea, didn't he? he got quite emotional. So yeah, I'm hoping that He'll, he'll appear, um, hopefully in the next two songs, Purgatory or Drift Day, he might be in one of those. Um, but either way, I'm, I'm sure he'll be featuring, uh, certainly a couple of times before the end of the Killers series. He did tell me he had a cassette for me, which I'd find interesting. And after the last one he gave with the Muppets on it, uh, I'm hoping for something equally interesting. So maybe that will come, come to light soon. So that's Prodigal Son. Quite an interesting song, maybe not anyone's favourite on the Killers album, but certainly different. Um, not a song many people think about. So hopefully you've enjoyed the episode, even if it's not one of your favourite songs. And uh, we'll be back to business next week with a single, uh, which was Purgatory, which was released, of course, after the album. So, uh, yeah, hopefully I have some extra analysis for that one. And, uh, yeah, I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>